Today's podcast contains adult themes, strong language, and vague references to marketing. All the things we love. Enjoy. When you spent that £30, what did you think was going to happen? I I think we're going to get to the semis. The problem with Chris is that this time we're not playing against Panama. I don't don't fancy it. What? I didn't say that. (laughs) I just think it should be a good night out. There's no rules here. (laughs) Welcome back to the most ridiculous parking podcast. With your host, James Hacking, that is me, founder of Squishy Powerful. Oh my God, the sound waves when I shout go so loud. Uh, With my fellow host, Luke. And we say bye-bye. No, wrong one. Tub. And Chris Boomtown. Harvey. How are you doing, guys? Good. How are you? Fantastic. How, uh, how are you, Chris? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not so can you, can you tell me, do you like our podcast more or your own podcast? Oh, that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, well, if I want to keep my job, I better say this one. Good dad. <laughs> and he's still in. He's still Did in. Did anyone in the comments say anything? Did About Chris? About the podcasts. Nah, to be honest, guys, we didn't get any any comments this week. But it's uh, because we didn't do one for a year, so we've uh, yeah, we've got to build. We'll make up that they did say that they prefer. Oh this yeah, one. yeah. Sorry, 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 everyone listening. I mean that there was millions of comments, thousands of views. Yeah. Other way around, one day there'll, there'll be like two they, million. But there actually will be. There yeah. actually will be. Anyway, before I forget, remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the most ridiculous mocking podcast across all social media platforms, including Spotify, YouTube. Um, other ones we're and not on the big ones we'll get TikTok on the go maybe we'll get famous on TikTok yeah, there's, there's maybe a, that's a platform for us there's a really a good podcast I follow actually the is it called Brown Wars no, no, no. <laughs> 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 sorry Chris I'll put you back oh, on again uh, I'll put you back on again from TikTok actually called Raiders of the Lost Podcast who yeah? uh, will chat about movies and stuff and heard of them through TikTok actually well there you go maybe definitely, definitely worth following maybe we will be the next TikTok stars. Anyway, guys, into the quick news this week. What has been going on in the world? Well, biggest news of all time. What is it? Brentford are in the Premier League. So my <laughs> prediction last week is correct. And the boys, the bees, are up into the Premier League. Did you watch the game, lads? No, sadly. No, I didn't. No. Well, What's the end of it? Yeah, I missed all the winning. good bits. Yeah. I missed all the good bits. I mean, I watched the highlights. Does that count? It, it could if you wanted it to count, Chris. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure <laughs> it does count it. in some way. The whole game was a highlight. It, yeah, it was. It was for me. Yeah. Going absolutely fucking crazy at them scoring the first goal and the second goal. But the mad thing is, is that for the previous nine playoffs that they've been involved in, either semi-finals, finals, they've lost every single one. So as a Brentford fan, to see them go up, it's pretty, pretty insane. That's mad. into the big leagues. It's quite magical. It was. It was. It's magical. Almost statistical as they say, <laughs> which is the club is founded all about statistics. So there you go. Anyway, Premier League next year, we're going to be, we're not going back down. We're staying up. We'll, I reckon we'll do a good, a good Leeds this year, a good mid-table, 12th, 13th. So who got promoted? Norwich? Brentford, Watford, Watford. Brentford. So Watford is sort of stable. Uh, they're, they're, both of those teams are a bit I'd yo-yo-y, say, aren't they? I was going to say, yeah, I think they're both yo-yo-y. 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 <laughs> so it's exciting that Brentford are in. It's the 50th team to be in the Premier League. Um, so good stat there seems indeed. Seems low, doesn't it? Up any, the any, any big signings you reckon on, on the horizon for, for Brentwood? Brentwood. 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 Uh, we're not Brentwood, Brentwood Chris. Oh, oh, Brentford. Brentford. Um, well, Chris, if you knew about Brentford, we're not a big signing team. It's all about statistics. So it's finding underrated players that people don't know are as good as they are. Um, so there'll be some surprises, and there'll be some players that will go next season for about fifty million quid. Yeah. Um, Rumor has it that Brad Pitt's coming in as manager. No, he's no. not. Money he's ball. not. 
what's his name? Billy Beam, the actual guy. What what teams he, he was involved with a team? I think he's involved in with Brighton or in some aspects. Yeah, I did hear that. Let me just Google know. that quickly. You guys keep talking. I want to know who he's involved well, with. Well, obviously, um, he came through because John Henry, manager of the Red Sox, mm. or you know, owner of the Red Sox. Yeah, he, he tried to sign him, didn't he? If yeah, I remember yeah. it at the end of the film, and they took on. Um, that money ball sort of strategy and ended yeah. up absolutely cleaning up over there, didn't they? Um, for yeah. baseball, so ah. I think that's what he's Liverpool involved with Barnsley. So Barnsley have got a money ball, money ball uh, thing now. That'd be why they are in the playoffs. Yeah, like so they, they shot up as well. Yeah, was a bit surprised to see them. Another ex Premier League. Yeah, so they, they, they again look this statistics stuff. Yeah, years ago, days. probably ninety eight, ninety eight, something like that. They had one season there. Anyway, we're going to talk about that for all the episode, so let's move on. Next quick news. And because this is, this is the most ridiculous boxing podcast, we've got, to talk about, <laughs> we've got to talk about boxing, quickly mention it. We don't want to take up too much time, but Jake Paul against Tyron Woodley has been made for August the 8th. And his brother is fighting Floyd this weekend. Floyd Mayweather, that we spoke about last weekend. Anything to talk about that? Uh, I think Jake Paul's got a really solid career in front of him. <laughs> and <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. That's, a minute. that's the one minute, <laughs> one minute podcast. podcast. Um, yeah, so he's fighting Tyron Woodley, who is a five-time UFC champ. So it's his first real live opponent. It's like a massive step up from everyone else he's fought. Um, but Tyron Woodley isn't. He's, he's not renowned for his boxing and striking. He's more of a wrestler. But I'm hoping that he will absolutely wipe Jake Paul out because he yeah. has knocked out a lot of people with punches. So. Yeah, and he he's not like he looks. He's a specimen, mm. at least in the UFC, as I remember. He's he's going to be Jake Paul's first opponent that actually moves his hips when he punches. There's going to be a bit of power. Yeah, or so. has less than like eight layers of fat. But um, yeah, it's going to be on Showtime, pay-per-view in America. He's gone away from Triller Fight Club. Um, probably going to make more money now. Um, wish him well, but hope he gets knocked out because it'll be memes for years. The big news on that is the purse. What is the purse? I don't know. He's Must be pretty big. Yeah, I can imagine he's probably making a lot of money, which, again, you can't knock them because they're making yeah. fortunes out of it. But, yeah, let's see let's see how it goes. I'm interested to see. Yeah. And if it does get big enough, this podcast, I'll fight him. Yep. So I'll yeah. fight Logan. You can fight Jake. I'll fight Jake. Yeah, there you go. Heard you heard it, it here first. Heard it here first, guys. Yeah. And the final quick news of the week is sperm whales. Did you hear about this? No, talk to, me, talk to me more about sperm whales. Um, so I, spot, I spotted this while looking for some quick news topics. Um, on BBC News, actually, yesterday, some Yemeni fishermen found 1.1 million of vomit gold in a sperm whale carcass. I don't know how to say this, but it's called ambergris. It's, it's a solid, waxy substance formed in the intestines of sperm whales. Um, it's usually used for the aid of digestion of problematic materials such as the beaks of giant squid. Um, so, so apparently, like how birds swallow stones. I was going to say, I, I can see how you know beaks from from uh, giant birds would be problematic. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want to. So it's, it has been used for medicine, food, incense, and even aphrodisiacs. Oh, <laughs> um, so apparently the money has been evenly split between thirty-five fishermen, many of which bought houses, cars, and boats. But what is most remarkable is that they also shared it between um, the communities and villages that needed money and needed help, which is really, oh, really how nice. How much is it worth and how much was there? So 1.1 million. And I can imagine, you know, in Yemen, that's, yeah, that's, that's probably bad. billions. That's some serious chunk of change. Yeah, yeah so it's pretty, pretty interesting. Well done. Well, well done to the lads. I wish I could have like a cheering emoji, but I've not. But 
There you go. Well done. Well done to the lads. Oh no, you can play the I'm rich. Oh yeah, yeah. this one. Wrong one again. Oh, which one is it? Bottom one. Boom. No, no. Green. no, I'm really rich. Yeah, there you yeah. go. We'll do that again. The Yemeni fishermen are now. I'm really rich. Yeah, you, yeah. you talk about that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's actually get into the proper podcast of this week of topic number one. I'll be honest, I'm I'm not a big tennis fan or a tennis aficionado. I know if I said that right. But this has been all over the news this week. And I, I sort of didn't want to look at it because Piers Morgan was commenting on it. And if you listened to the podcast last week, you'd know that I'm not a fan of Piers Morgan. Um, but you guys wanted to talk about this. So anyway, let's, let's bring it up and discuss it. And we'll have a, have a nice chat about Naomi Osaka, who withdrew from the French Open this week after being fined for refusing to speak to the media. Um, before the tournament, the world number two revealed she decided she didn't want to speak to any media or do immediate obligations because she's been suffering from mental health and uh, depression for the last three years. So she released a statement before the tournament saying she wasn't going to do her press obligations, which led to huge outcry, uproar, support, and also lots of discussion all over the internet. Um, So... Yeah, there's also been many players that have come out and backed her, Serena Williams, other sporting stars like Steph Curry, together also with their sponsors, Nike, and I forget the name of the other one, but they've all come out and supported her. And she just, on the first round uh, when she just decided she wasn't going to do her press conference, was fined 15K, and then decided she was going to just completely drop out of the uh, tournament due to all the stuff that had been going on. So people have been, you know, supporting against it, what are your guys' thoughts of her not doing her media obligations and refusing to speak to the media because of her mental health? Well, I was reading about this a little bit and, you know, I know she won, I think it was the US Open a few years ago when she was, you know, quite young. Yeah. And since then, you know, bursting onto the scene, having to deal with some serious media obligations and, you know, just interviews everywhere, asking all sorts of questions. And, and she was just saying, you know, from coming out of nowhere and doing this, been battling depression and I think tennis it's such a especially if you're singles player like like she is you know world number two as you said must be so tough having to deal with that all lone over, wolf you know all by yourself all yeah. the time and at least she came up you know before the tournament said look I really don't I don't feel comfortable I don't want to do it and I th- probably if she if she went on to win it and had to pay like mm. 15k after every single round she wouldn't have any prize money left <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> I guess like some people, I can imagine there, there are certain characters and personalities that really, really enjoy speaking to the media and mm. winding the media up. Mm. Like Erling Haaland, have you seen his interviews that he gives with you? It's, it's just hilarious. He's like it's, a robot, isn't he? It's <laughs> like the, the guy asks him, are you happy with the performance today? Like, yeah, really happy, really happy with my performance today. Really, really good. And he just, <laughs> it just repeats and repeats and repeats. But I can imagine like, if you're an anxious person or somebody that doesn't really deal well with being probed and questioned, especially if you've come off like, I don't know, a match that you've performed pretty badly in, or if you've, you know, wiped the, uh, the floor with the opponent, you might want to go to just go chill out and relax. But if you're being probed by professional journalists to try and get you to say certain words and certain phrases, you know, that, that probably does like play on people's minds when they're sitting there in front of a crowd of, you know, 50 journalists trying to get answers for things. Um, and especially if you say one thing out of line, you know, you can get slaughtered and that can be your, like, yeah. you know, memorable quote for the rest of your career. But, um, you know, especially in the heat of the moment, you, you're probably not thinking straight. So to be t- 
taken off court to be in front of the media straight away, you know, is is pretty tough for professional sports people. And I wonder if it might have something to do with like the individual sports as well, because tennis, like you'd, I don't really see anyone yeah. in football who's that bad with the media mm. or anything like that. Whereas tennis, you've got Bernard Tomic, Nick Kyrgios, Naomi Osaka is a little bit less volatile mm. than them, but still has issues. Yeah, Kyrgios loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he, but he's he's like always being fined, always got mm. something wrong. He's more of a controversial figure, though, isn't mm. he? I think he's, he's just, just a he's pure just arsehole, to, yeah. He's just trying <laughs> to wind people up, isn't yeah. he, for the sake of it. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned Serena Williams there, you know, coming out and backing her. I think one of her quotes was, you know, I'm very thick-skinned and some people are thin, like thin-skinned like that. I don't mm. think maybe that, that's fair in, in that respect. Like, you know, she's been going through some, some tough stuff and doesn't need to be accused for... Um, media or even like with the corona stuff going on like why would you want to sit in a room with 50 journalists at the minute after mm. going out and playing you'd be like actually guys like, I'd rather just go back to my hotel room and, and, yeah. go and chill out and rest and recover yeah. Yeah. I don't As want this to be a media bashing session but I do find the f- the media generally just a fucking pain like do, do you remember yeah. like right oh, at the start, they're always on your door aren't they yeah oh god <laughs> can't get rid of them can't get rid of them <laughs> but do you remember at the start of the, the covid lockdowns when when they turned up at um who was it? Cummings House, maybe when he broke oh, the law, yeah, yeah. and they were like there, just all of them, like packed around, like like rabid dogs, just yeah. looking for, just for going for the photo. meat, aren't they? they just, yeah, there is, um, it is, it is a weird job. Yeah, I, I do find it quite a weird job. Blood sucky because you are like a professional dick, professional mosquito. Yeah, that's mm. it. Yeah, just trying to find something that's going to make you a bit famous because they're all trying to be famous, aren't they? Trying yeah. to be like the the, the main yeah. reporter for whatever it is that they're doing, and even for for any other job. Like you don't. Mate, I'll, t- I'll tell you now. When, like when we go to China for two weeks, <laughs> after you come back from two weeks, I just, all I want to do is just sit in bed and like don't want to talk to anybody. Imagine what it's like being a professional sports person. Yeah. Sorry to any and of our Chinese clients that listen to this. Getting <laughs> the same questions after every match every time. Yeah. Mm. Not not a different one. So do, try, try one different. So question. do you think it should be an obligation to do the media? Should I, they be obliged to talk to them? I think that the media should upskill. Personally, I think they should work out a way of making their interviews more entertaining. And then, yeah, I think it, obviously it's part of the part of the sport, isn't it? It's, it brings money to the sport. So I mean, unfortunately, I guess it's part and parcel, yeah. you know, when you, not when you sign up to these things, but when you mm. get to that elite level, unfortunately that's part and parcel. But I, I, I do think the way she handled herself beforehand said, look, I'm not in the best way of mind. I don't want to, ha- I don't want to do it. Yeah. You know, gave them forewarning, you know, they, I think they could have at least respected her and mm. what she wants to do, especially with the last like 12 months we've all had where yeah. she, we're just lucky, you know, for her as a sports, she's lucky to be playing, you know, mm. um, and we're lucky as fans to, to watch her play. If, if it means that she doesn't have to do an interview afterwards, yeah. then fine. It's not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. What do you, what, cause, cause I guess the interesting point is cause she's such a young pro. Well, she's 23. It's like, if she's, she is young. I guess her generation has been more about growing up on social media mm-hmm. and growing a fan base that way. Whereas if you look at, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, where you had to speak to the media to communicate with your fans, I guess, it w- probably was more relevant. Whereas, you know, if if after a game now, they can just go on Instagram and do a story and actually talk to their fans, the ones who actually want to listen to them, and, you know, they give information that they want to give rather than being probed about other perhaps irrelevant questions that might, you know, cause mental health problems and stress to them. Are they as relevant as you think? 
should they should should it really be like you know you, you if you want to speak to your fans you do it through your own mediums and the media always report it anyway like daily mail whenever someone does an instagram story it's like ronaldo said this it's like they still report that as news but yeah i guess that's, that's more like the daily mail just got nothing else to do yeah. though, rather than just scroll through instagram yeah <laughs> has anyone got something to add quick last 30 seconds sum it up anyone no, or else we're, just, we're just going to sit here and wait for the. Yeah, yeah. You got to sit here <laughs> and wait on the yeah, single. Um, yeah. like in, in well, any we'll other job, it. though, I think mental health and stuff would be given a priority, yeah. and I feel like it should be the same should be treated for elite athletes as well. Come on, Chris, you got 15 right. seconds here. Eh? No, that that was it. I'm going to leave. I'm <laughs> going to leave it at that. I feel Chris, like that. that I feel like Chris, that's it. ten, nine. Go on, Chris. Anything else? No, no, I've been put on the spot. I don't like it. <laughs> nice, lovely, good, good chat about that one, lads. Um, anyway, next topic that we did actually mention last week that Floyd uh, Williams spoke about as well during our little brainstorm this week was FIFA Ultimate Team. Now, Chris, I know that you spent a few a few pounds on this, but I don't know if you knew about the actual extent of how much this part of the games, Madden and FIFA, takes up of the, the company's revenue. It's pretty staggering. Apparently... Ultimate Team represented a whopping 29% of the company's net revenue for 2021, which ended in March. That's 29% of their revenue. So they reported 5.6 billion in total net revenue for the year, which means Ultimate Team brought in 1.62 billion. And a more interesting stat is that it (laughs) raked in 3K per minute. $3,000 per minute. Yeah, I can see that. Last year. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know what it is Ultimate Team in FIFA and Madden is basically a fantasy experience in which you assemble your own roster from your collection of digital cards you either earn through playing or purchase with actual cash I think it's difficult to get them through like just playing right yeah yeah. so people pay for this stuff um, so the hook with this as with let's say football stickers when you're a kid is that all the packs are random um, so you don't really know who you're going to get and if you get rare or limited cards, it creates a sense of FOMO. So people spend more. So, you know, if I get Cristiano Ronaldo shiny, <laughs> you're going to want Cristiano Ronaldo shiny because it improves my team. Um, so the the point about this is that it obviously creates a huge amount of revenue for FIFA and Madden, which, you know, they've flipped the game completely in the last few years to really push on this point. But when you look at it in layman's terms... Do you think this is gambling? This is, this is this is the big question because you've got kids that are trying to, you know, they, they're getting, they're going to pester their mum and dad for more money, for more money to try and buy packs. You've got people that are trying to be- better their teams and it happens every single year. And do you think it's getting that, not like, I don't know, it just gets people used to spending money and trying to get better and better and better and better. It's that hook of trying to always... Yeah, I wouldn't say gambling, I'd say grooming. Grooming. <laughs> <laughs> it is, isn't it? Well, the Belgium actually banned loot boxes in 2018 and several other countries are considering take, taking legal action. So, you know, there is obviously a discussion around this that certain countries are seeing it as a problem where it becomes a habit of people, yeah. you know, spending money, trying to better and better and better and always want wanting more. So it is that fear, fear of missing out, but it's that hook of wanting more. Addiction, it's like chase it. Yeah. Cha- yeah, there you go. It's the addiction. I would, I would 100% say it is gambling. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, he's talking from experience. <laughs> he's talking from experience here, Chris. This week well, he spent ninety grand on. So you spent? You said you spent like a few, like a couple hundred quid. No, I spent. I spent thirty quid. Yeah. Um, and how, right, okay. I'm gonna ask you some questions now. So you yeah. spent that thirty pounds. Yeah. When you spent that thirty pounds, what did you think was gonna happen? I gen. I, I, I 
kind of wanted to catch up to like the teams I was playing against who genuinely had like a Ronaldo or a Messi yeah. in their team. And, you know, I thought, oh, yes, okay, I'll, I'll buy some packs and definitely get some decent players. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely not the case. Maybe maybe I didn't have a, maybe I didn't get the promo packs, but even then you don't know if you're going to yeah. get a, a really good player either. Um, but I know we touched on this last week too, where influencers will do pack openings yeah. on YouTube and, you know, they'll promote uh, this player's hot right now, like yeah. definitely going by on the transfer. It's totally... Like, uh, like sways people to, to go. So you think they're that. to blame as well, the influencers? I, I, I kind of do a little bit, yep. like because you what? I'd know, agree with you there. You watch them do pack opening live streams, um, and things like that. Um, but to to win, I I found an ultimate team like without spending money or at least having. Um, you can't compete. Like you really can't compete. You have to play game after game after yeah. game, like hours every day to to make sure like you're getting um the same sort of rewards yeah because they have you know on squad battles you can get uh, rewards if you get to different levels every week or um if you get if you play in the uh, like weekend leagues and things mm. like that you really have to play a lot yeah so if, if so when you opened that those packs mm-hmm. and you were you were left disappointed there was no Ronaldo and Messi in there. What was you? What was your feeling? Were you, were you like tempted to buy more, or were you just like, do you know what this is? This isn't for me. It was definitely the latter. I was yeah. like, oh for fuck's sake, and, <laughs> and left it at that because I could have easily have gone the other way and go, no, maybe I'll just keep going. I keep going, but no, I was just like, you know what? Um, I'll just try and play play when I can. I'm not someone that plays it all yeah. the time anyway. I much prefer playing FIFA like my friends um, yep. online. Um, because I think with with Ultimate Team, uh, you know those numbers that you mentioned there, with you know what three thousand spend a minute. Yeah. The amount of players that play it all over the world, like I can definitely see that being the case. And it's by the, by the end of the the year, or even say like even now, um, with the new one coming out in the summer, like you just get stuck. Like that, you you can't move forward in the mm. leagues. Like some people are just ridiculous. Um, I'd, love, I'd love to know if there was a leaderboard of actual spend. On the on the game, that so imagine like num- number one. Imagine what okay, I'd imagine EA know. Sports would be able to have this. Yeah, they but would. Yeah. Be how much does um, does the perfect ultimate team cost? So I've seen a few where they've got like a Ronaldo up front. They've got left midfielders Eusebio and right midfielders so someone else. And they, you know, every week they'll they'll do stuff like legendary cards. So yeah. you have challenges to win those those players as well. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, so there's like a freemium aspect, and there is, there okay. is. So they do have challenges which you can do to. Uh, they have storylines. So one of the ones I think I remember doing was for Wesley Fofana at, at Leicester. Um, you know, you had to do challenges in certain different game modes, and you could get him all the way up to like a an 88, 90 central defensive midfielder or something. And they do these for all these sort of certain players. They'll they release all these different hype cards every week. Mm. And I think that's the other thing that keeps people interested ev- all the time as well. I just so did a quick... Because yeah. yeah. if, if you're in a league and everyone else is doing it and you're not, you might have spent a bit more, but you lose out on those 100%. and then you're, you're back behind anyway. So mm. yeah. I just did a quick Google. I think this is a couple of years old, so I'd imagine it's a lot more now. But it says one player admitted to spending over $280,000 on that one game. Wow. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty pretty insane. Um, so I'd imagine there's there's a lot of a lot of um, 
a lot of people spending a lot of money. It says, worryingly, around 20% of all players thought they spent at least $1,000 over their real, over their time in the game. So, fuck $1,000. On FIFA. So and that, but that's two, what that's, does that that's get two, you? That's two years ago. That's what does $1,000 get you? Well, does obviously, that get you a decent team? Obviously nothing. But there's, <laughs> yeah. all, there's all sorts of different things within Ultimate Team. So you have SPCs, like squad builder challenges, and that also gets you rewards as well. So yeah. you can build a whole team centred around um, the Premier League and you can swap them out for, for players or or all the or FIFA coins or cut or um, you know packs and things like that as well. So there are other elements that mm. keep people no, entertained as well. Adding to this, Chris, as well, just to add to your point, uh, FIFA have also like tried to dampen attempts to block any of these like revenue streams. So what they're doing now is they can they sell cosmetic items in the game, such as kits and stadium themes. So it's yeah. not like gambling; you're spending money to improve your stadium or a nicer kit. So they've all, they've got this other revenue stream, but it's not, that's not going to be as, that's not going to be anywhere I mean, near. Hold on, so to, anywhere to near improve your stadium, do you have to spend forty two billion or something <laughs> to, to open up on East Stadium? Uh, who, who knows? You, you get a random pa- uh, random card like in one of these packs or something, and it would be, be like, like a stadium yeah. or something yeah. like that. But yeah, I can't see anyone going out there and spending money on the Liverpool kit. Yeah. Having said that, I think it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly the type of game I want to play. You'd love it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, it is the only game I play that I'm terrible at, like, first-person shooter games like COD. And oh, I love like a bit of COD, so, but... Yeah, yeah th- those games, well, I don't, I don't play, um, so... Right, what game do you play? Well, unfortunately, Chris, you're out of time, so you'll never find out. <laughs> you'll have to find out next week. Um, okay, so what we're going to do now, before we go into the final topic of the day is my favourite part of the show. Do you know what I want to have? I want to have a little jingle for this part of the show because I feel it'll be really worth it. And it's, a, <laughs> it's a Lloyd's Corner. Um, so, Zahid or Z? Zahid or Z? Who's <laughs> not here? Let's make a little jingle for this part of the show so I can have it on here. And Two hours Not that later. one. We can have it as that. So, I want to have a little jingle for Lloyd's Corner. Lloyd's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Over the weekend, Carol Vorderman went on a pretty random night out with H from Steps and ex-Wales international rugby player Gareth Thomas. If you could go on a night out with any two other random celebrities, who are you going out with and where? I've just seen the video. Like <laughs> the, the many heads of Lloyd. Yeah, sorry, I should have showed you the video. Uh, we'll put it on. The, we'll put it in the actual podcast video cast on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. Um, so yeah, guys, Lloyd said just then that Carol Vorderman, the sixty-year-old woman that she is, went on a big night out with the most random group of people. H from Steps, Gareth Thomas, the ex-rugby player, Wales rugby player. Like, just, <laughs> can we just talk about this? By the way, where in the world did those three people become mates? What a treat. Tinder. Like. But it's just, like, how do their paths cross? It's just weird. Um, countdown, I should imagine. She's not on it Celebrity anymore. countdown. She's out of, the, out of the public eye. What, even in the celebrity one? I don't know. Don't know. Not they a big fan of it. it. I'm just chatting. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, like, wh- where, do they, where, do they, where do they become mates? That's what I want to know. Because is it like a spot. random friend generator for celebrities? Yeah, like yeah, a yeah. new app that's come yeah, out. Yeah, they've all got the same agent. Yeah, and then you've got to go out on a night out with them. Um, yeah, so weird, weird group of celebrities that have become mates. So anyway, the the question was, if you're going to go on a night with two celebrities, who would they be and where would you go? It's quite hard being put on yeah. the spot, isn't it? I'm Probably think- Miley Cyrus. Okay. Just, just you and her. Just you and Miley. 
add someone else? Miley Cyrus and her dad? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you going to ask for a hand in marriage or something? Yeah, just to shorten the process. Okay. Yeah, right. No, so we, go to, we go out to Vegas or something and just a good night, I would imagine. Probably not. You never know. <laughs> just you and yeah. in the Bellagio. Ditch the dad. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're a big fan of Miley no, Cyrus? No, I don't fancy her. All right. Oh. Oh. What? I didn't say that. <laughs> no, I just think she'd be a good night out. All right. Whatever you want to do. Yeah. Go on, Chris, who would you, who would you pick? I, I was thinking, um, first I thought of like Freddie, William, uh, Freddie Flintoff post uh, Ash 2005. Yeah. So those stories are just crazy. Mm. I don't know out. But I think he's sober now. So yep. I'm not sure how much fun he'd be anymore. But he'd probably be a laugh. <laughs> Freddie, um, if you're listening. Uh, Chris does not want to go on that with you anymore. He'd probably still be a laugh. <laughs> um, actually, and Peter Crouch. I was just listening to the Peter Crouch, Crouch pod- be a good podcast one. Yeah. Um, on the way in. Um where they were doing the Shysters Award, mm. and uh, yeah, I think he'd be he'd be good fun. Yeah, we've been on a night out with him, Peter Crouch, um, didn't we? <laughs> have, you? Have, I, have I just completely missed a bit of my memory that I feel I'm like? Sure, you were there. Or we just meet a really really tall bloke. No, we were in, we, we were at some place in um, in Chelsea on the corner. I can't remember what it was called, but it was downstairs, and he was in there, and he he got on the mic in. So the, the DJ's obviously in there. Peter Crouch goes and takes the mic and started beatboxing. <laughs> what, and the, Abby was is there. Is that as the well. nightclub underneath? Yeah, I can't remember. It's on a bridge. corner. No, it's on a corner by like a, I don't know, it's just a random road. I can't remember what it was called. Dog, no, not dog <laughs> dogging, dogging road. Dog star, but it's not. So you went dogging with Peter Crouch, is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's another I may podcast. I may <laughs> not have gone dogging with him. That's one for another podcast. Um, he's, he's, yeah, definitely a good night out. Yeah, he'd be big, big night out. Yeah, but guys, you haven't said, we, where would you go with him? Ooh. Oh, well, I mean, after I, I listened to their pot, it'd be, it'd be Sam Ratton uh, for a curry. And then... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. And somewhere somewhere in West London, I imagine. I'm trying to think. A little snazzy little bar in West London. Yeah. I wouldn't want to met, like, make a destination just to see how the night goes. Yeah, you know what I, mean? like, I, I think those, yeah, those, those are, those are, are always weird. the best nights <laughs> where <laughs> you don't know, we haven't planned it yeah, and you more just, beers seem, to, like, down, drink, you just more, seem to drink your way well, somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely planning mine. Are you? Yeah, I'm definitely. It's not like you. Do you know, do you know, do you know what I'm taking on a night out? Who are you taking? <laughs> and I'm chartering a private jet straight from the airport. Oh, I didn't know you could have tools. Well, you've, this is the night out, mate. Like, you know, I'm picking Jimmy Bullard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And Ian Holloway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they won't be able to afford a private jet. And guess guess where we're going? Somewhere Beatha. in Blackpool. Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me, Jimmy Villard, and Ian Holloway yeah. in Ibiza. That would be an absolute tear up. The football, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Amazing. Imagine how out of hand that would get. That's probably a good night. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I can imagine. I didn't like, realize we could have tools, but yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, can I come? No. <laughs> I'll bring Miley Cyrus and her dad. Me, Don't want to. Me, Crouchy, and Freddie Flintoff. Oh, there. You, can we all go together? No. Um, we'll pay. Can you imagine how intense we'll Ian Holloway would be after a few beers? Yeah, <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> like tearing up DC 10. Yeah, my way. Fuck, fuck. Anyway, yeah, that was quite an enjoyable question. Thanks, Lloyd. Um, and then, <laughs> nicely, on to our final topic of the week, which is in the football arena as well. Because I don't know if you guys have heard, there's a big football tournament happening next week. Haven't really heard the hype about it, but is this Euros Brentford again. No, no, no. <laughs> there is a few Brentford players going, but European Championship starts next week. England's first game is against Croatia. Gareth Southgate has taken nineteen right backs to the tournament. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I, d- I don't really know what we can talk about this. I think it's more just to see what your predictions are for the tournament, for England, for the winners. Are you feeling the hype? I'm not really we're feeling the win. hype. Obviously. Uh, we're not going to win. I think we're going to get to the semis. Uh, yeah, but Chris, the, the Chris problem is predicting a massive semi exit. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, Chris, is that this time we're not playing against Panama and uh, <laughs> <laughs> who else we have played against. Yeah, we've got Scotland instead. Yeah, uh, can't wait. That'd be a good game. Yeah. Panama. Where's that being played? Wembley. Is it? Yeah. So are all of games at Wembley? I think. Well, it's, it's Croatia, England, Wembley, England, Croatia at Wembley. Then this one against Scotland, Wembley. I don't know who's in the. Uh, this, this is how bad it is. I don't even know who's in our group. No. No. Is it Sweden? Sweden, the other team. Google it. Go- give it a Google. Go on, guys. You keep talking. Um, Hashtag ad. <laughs> also, if we fa- if we fielded a whole team of right backs, I genuinely think we'd win. Yeah, because Trent Alexander Arnold could be easily a right midfield, no problem. Centre mid. You play him a striker. Either or. Yeah. Uh, Czech Republic. Oh yeah, that big quite team. T- it's quite a tough, tough group. That. I'll be honest. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about Scotland too much. You wait. You wait now. We'll get, we'll get smashed by, by the England reserves. The Thomas yeah. Suchek eleven, uh, yeah. Czech Republic. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, to be honest, I've not really felt the hype this year. Usually, bang on it, but I'm sure it will be when this first gay pitch. Yeah, it is a shame. I don't, I've, I've not followed it at all. Yeah. It's the same as the Olympics. I don't think anyone's paid too much. Are the Olympics going ahead? There's still? been some other big stuff going on this year, so I think that's probably yeah. Brentford right. promotion. I've been yeah. occupied. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool coming in. Um, <laughs> I, I, th- I think even with the with the World Cup in Russia 2018, I don't think I I remember thinking about it at parents like oh, I'm not confident. Then we won the first game against Panama, and all <laughs> of a sudden um, it erupted. No, I, was it Panama? I it don't know. I remember we were, we were losing against somebody. Oh, it was like nil nil or something. Yeah, I want to say it was minute. like an Algeria. Or and then Harry Kane sco- was yeah. it Tunisia or something? Tunisia. Oh, yeah, Tunisia. we scored. He scored a penalty, and it, yeah, he I remember bun- he bundled in a header. Uh, right at the end and uh, yeah I think we just need need a win first game win the first game and um, I think we'll start getting on a roll that's, 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 that's just good it. tournament tactics isn't it yeah get winning off, get, off to a, <laughs> get off to a good start now, first game I'm up for a loss yeah yeah <laughs> right, put well, us down for a W on the third game well where are we watching it lads that, that's the big question Wembley which one Washington. the fir- first game it's on a Sunday night that's the thing oh, oh, what a joke rubbish yeah yeah. England and Scotland, we've got a few tables booked in the place. Nice. We're going to. Hopefully, there's no Scottish fans in there. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, first game Sunday night. Yeah, it's no yeah. point, is it? It's, it's, yeah. it's against Croatia as well. It's a difficult game. We, we don't play well game. against them. No. Lost against them in the World Cup as well, didn't we? So yeah, I haven't we, seen any of the team. But is Ivan Tony no. English? Is he English? English? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just he's English. He actually got he, well. He at uh, Jamaica. Started doing this thing a few months ago when they were calling up like players that potentially you didn't have any hope of getting into the England team. Yeah, and they've, now, they've actually now got quite quite a good team. They've got a lot of championship players in there. Ravel Morrison, the ex Man United no. wonder kid, is Has he never played for England. No, he never played for England, mate. I mean, he barely played for any of the teams. He yeah, he had that amazing yeah, season Fergie at West Ham and that goal ever. against uh, goal against Spurs. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And that goal in the um, training. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trading goal. He scored two goals in his life. Yeah, so they've got a few players that called up. Uh, actually, Brentford centre back uh, Ethan Pinnock is in the uh, Reggae Boys. Called Reggae Boys? That's what they call them, isn't it? They used to, this is actually quite funny. Another story about Jamaica's football team. I think it was like years ago when um, they tried to do the same thing. They had a few England players going over that were like lower league. Um, they got the, the English players got nicknamed as UB40. <laughs> 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 yeah. That was quite a, quite a good one. Um, 
But Ivan Tony, no, he's not. He's not in the uh, Jamaica team. He he has hopes of playing for England, which I reckon you know yeah. he, he'll, he'll get in. Why, he'll wouldn't, get why wouldn't they? Who else are we taking as strikers? We've got nineteen right backs, but who? Harry Kane. Harry Kane's the main striker, right? And then we've I got, guess we've um, got Rashford. Rashford, and then Calvert Lewin. Yeah, worth it, definitely. Yeah, Sterling as well. He's not yeah, a striker. They're, is he? they're wingers, aren't no. they? So I, I would say take Tony. Wingers. Why wouldn't they? If I, I mean Gareth, come on. Yeah, he's proving there. He is. That's the problem. Um, anyway, predictions, guys. For the for the Euros, where do you think we're going to come? You said semis. I I'll stick with semis. Yeah, long hard semi. Long hard semi. What are <laughs> you going for? After a long hard semi, I'll finish at the uh, at the a win in the final. Easy. Easy I reckon we're not going to get out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. To be fair, I reckon we'll get two draws and, we'll, a, and a win. We'll lose against Croatia, and then we'll lose against Scotland, and then we'll lose against Czech Republic. Did, um, but then what really is going to happen is in the back of my mind is we're going to win it. <laughs> yeah. But the problem is we've got so, we've got such good players. England always seems to have good players, but we just can't, can't play together. No, I mean if, if one of those things, I don't think. Uh, well, actually, it might be this year where you know what three out of four teams in all the European finals, like the Europa League and the Champions League, aren't even so European. Are all English, but don't have any English players. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's the like New Zealanders. Like, it's like nine, nine or ten English players were. We're there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, get used to that tournament experience, get used to being semis and finals. What do you think about the, what is it, Euro conference thing? It's oh, like for the six, sixth place team or in oh, England, is it? Luckily, Liverpool don't have to worry about that, so that's fine. It's <laughs> like, so you've got, the, you've got the Champions League, you've got the Europa Cup, and now there's another tournament, which is called the Euro- Europa Conference. Oh, it just sounds bad, doesn't it? It just it sounds does, like it's been made for Spurs. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to like the darkest just depths of Latvia. Idea. On a Thursday night to play against Riga. Yeah. You it's prob- not a fun time. You might time. not know this, but me and James had an idea once called the Minnows World Cup. Yeah. Don't tell them. Well, TM. <laughs> um, we didn't do it. We should have done it. You know, whatever, financial constraints, we didn't have billions. But then it came out that someone else did it, and it's obviously quite successful. But here's an even better idea. Actually, let's, let's tell Chris, the Minnows World Cup was the World Cup for countries that have no hope yeah. of ever getting there. Yeah. So you've got like tiny, tiny little islands like so the Seychelles, yeah. the Faroe India. Islands, exactly. India, yeah. massive country should be in the World Cup, but yeah. haven't aren't good at football. Other ones, um, Singapore. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we had th- we had this idea, and we thought it was an absolutely insane idea, and for some reason we never did it. Yeah. And then a few, maybe last year, I saw that Spencer FC was mm. doing something with, I can't remember what, what it's called, but it did a sponsored video with. The Minnows World Cup equivalent of what yeah. we were going to oh. do. But they didn't call it the Minnows World Cup, but as well, and that's but they, where they missed out. But they were doing it with like really obscure countries, even smaller than what we were thinking. Yeah, so like there's still Bhutan. there's still hope for us. Yeah, we should we should do that idea. I think it's good. But it might have just evolved. What if you did like a European Championship with the bottom half of the league? So you had to be in the the very last place mm. and upwards. So you had to fight to get into the lower leagues, the lower parts. And then you've got an opposite what, relegation. Opposite do you know what's relegation? amazing is when you when you see these countries that have no hope of getting there, and then they have a random player that's playing like the Premier League in their mm. team. They've somehow qualified to go. Yeah, <laughs> somehow yeah. qualified to play this thing. It's so quite an interesting story. When I was at school, I think it was Bermuda qualified for the Cricket World Cup. Bermuda yeah. qualified, for, and it was like two thousand. I don't seven. know, yeah, six or seven. And there was a guy near above me. Um, I forget his name, but he somehow qualified to play for Bermuda. <laughs> 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 somehow qualified to play for Bermuda and he went to the, the 2020 World Cup 
And that's how you want to do it, isn't it? If you're not, if you're on the fringes, you just want to get in some way somehow. That's how it you was. Get. It was so funny because he's like classic English guy. Yeah. There's no. There's, I don't know how he qualified. I don't know whether his dad stayed there for a period of time or he was born there. But it was insane. It was like hilarious to see him in the World Cup. <laughs> Played um, Bermuda. All I remember from that tournament is the big um, fat guy, Dwayne Leverock. Yeah. That catch in still, the slips. Yeah. yeah, still watch it on replay. It's absolutely brilliant. Yes, yeah, absolutely insane. Let um, salmon. <laughs> so that's our, that's our predictions for England. What do you think about who's going to win it? It's always a safe bet for me. Germany. Always, they're always going to be there. Yeah. I was going to say France. Fair. I think yeah. France got a very very strong team, and they've recalled Benzema after about five years in yeah. the darkness. So yeah. you know him and Mbappe, him and Mbappe up front. Just be too great. quick Mbappe, isn't he? Yeah. I remember like, seeing some of the clips, and just <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like you've got FIFA ninety nine speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Luke, what do you think? England. Yeah. Why would yes. you get? Why would you bet against England? Because we, we've never won it before, and <laughs> we have a historical yeah. nous of bottling every single tournament we ever go into. Yeah, but we've got Southgate. Yeah, a bottler who missed the penalty in Euro '96. Yeah, but for us to get through to the he's final. He's emerged from his chrysalis, and he's he's come out a new man. He's be double waistcoats. We, yeah. we might have it. Yeah, double. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Germany for me. Luke, you're going England. England. You're going France, Chris. Yeah. Interesting discussion about Euros. Anyway, guys, I think that is us wrapping up for this week, unless you've got anything else to add. I was going to ask, actually, have you guys seen the TikTok ad for the Euros? No. Um, so, obviously, they're official partners for the Euros, yep. and they've released, like, a, I think it's a TV ad like I saw on, on LinkedIn this week. And it is not very good, I don't think. Oh. Like, Ooh. build up. I don't think it's all that good. Like they tried to. They tried <laughs> 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 Go on, Chris. Sorry. They tried, they tried to basically like in, integrate like how people can use the app. Yeah. Um. In and around, they like cut together. Yeah, <laughs> Chris is getting nervous because my hands keep going. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like watching it. Um. But yeah, I just don't like for for the Euros and stuff. I don't think they're targeting the right audience. I don't mm. think it's like come across cool. Like the content's great. Don't get me wrong. So what you want to say to them is this. I don't think you have the facilities for that, big man. <laughs> yeah. That's what he was to say. And do you know what? That bobshell. <laughs> I'm going to end the podcast. So thank you very much, guys, for joining me again. Uh, look forward to next week. Every Wednesday, we're filming. Released on Thursday. So put it in your diaries, listeners, because we're coming in your ears. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Bye. <laughs>